call this segment lavender mafia after dark lavender mafia after dark oh (laughs) (laughs) all right if you weren't sure if you were into it (laughs) now you are we're separating the sheep from the goats only you filthy goats I love the one of my favorite things about queer Christian community is how many sex related jokes we utilize scripture for. Like, amazing. So much of scripture feels like it was written for it. 100%. Anyway. That's not what we're here to talk about. What we are here to talk about, what are we here to talk about? We're here to talk about our best and worst sexual experiences. This is part of why I hoped that my mom wasn't one of our two listeners. <laughs> Yeah. So, Jack, how about you start us off? All right. I'm going to start with, I don't know about best. I feel like it's hard to rank them. Like, like different rides at Disneyland, like they give you different experiences. I've had lots of rides in my life, and oh, I've liked goodness. most of them. <laughs> um, but I'll say one notably very positive experience was when I was back home uh, I was born and raised in a small town in Northern California. And I was hanging out with my parents. I think we were watching the Oscars. And I was, you know, on the applications, as one does. <laughs> um, one of the things I love about going back to my small hometown is how, how much comparatively hotter I get like <laughs> we live in the LA area I am fully like an LA 5.5 I'm a WeHo 2 I'm a Pasadena 6 <laughs> but when I go back to Modesto I'm a 13 yes I got my pick of the litter it's amazing it's a great feeling so I was I was chatting with this gentleman caller while I was hanging out with my parents and I had just told my mom that I was going to spend most of my time with them because I had really lost touch with uh, most of my fr- most of my hometown friends which was the bit about losing touch with my friends was true that I was going to be spending most of my time with them uh, became less true as I kept talking to this guy and so I finally just told her like Hey, Mom, I'm going to go meet a friend. No explanation. She didn't ask for one. That's allyship right there. Yes. So I go to this guy's house. We we both know what we're there for. There's very little. There's sort of the perfunctory dialogue, like there is the beginning of a porn scene. Mm. And then, like, two minutes into it, we're just going at it. Did you bring a package to deliver? <laughs> Um, I'm here to look at your pipes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we're we're both really getting into it. We're both very passionate and 
what's a we both like playing a little rough mm -hmm. and so we're we're gonna we're going at it hot and heavy um and at one point he leans in and whispers in my ear i'm getting a little flustered thinking about it i know i can tell and i'm getting a little turned on just having you think about it he said it's okay if you leave marks Oh my god! And I was done. Yes. That's one of my favorite things anybody has said to me ever. My parents tell me they love me, except me. Fuck that. Tell me I can leave marks. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! And I did bite marks, scratch marks, all over this poor boy. It was so fun. That sounds like a great best experience. It was great. I have to play it a little safe here um, because sure. I am married. <laughs> <laughs> and I know that my wife loves me and will most likely listen to this at some point. Um, but also, I want to be true. And, and to be honest, like you said, like I've had so many great, great experiences. Mm -hmm. um, I will say... This is actually probably not playing it safe. Like, if you think about, like, as a teenager, your first, like, for me, my first ever sexual experience, I've only had sexual experience, well, I won't say only, mostly, very mostly, like, 98% of my sexual experience has been with women. Mm -hmm. And, um, and it's, and, and I haven't had, it's, it's been maybe four you know, individuals that, that I've had experiences with. It's just mm -hmm. lots of you know, being in committed relationships. Remember, I have commitment issues and I do lots of commitment. <laughs> anyway, so my first, you know, when you're a teenager and you're having sex for the first time with someone that you're in love with, like for the first time, it's, there's not, it's hard to compare mm -hmm. to that kind of thrill. And, and y'all will hear, y'all will hear plenty of stories about my sexual experience in in high school in and sneaking around a church building that was attached to our and was a part of our Christian high school. <laughs> Hot. <laughs> so much sneaking around. I think we tagged every room, hallway part of that building that we could. And when I say tag, I mean sexually tagged it. Like had sex. <laughs> Desecrated. Yes. Um and so, so there's plenty of stories there um, that are thrilling. But I will say that when my wife and I met, we, um, you know, I had just come out, uh, like I had been out of a relationship that my previous relationship was a long one. And I had um, known her when I was younger and we we'd had a um, friendship as well as a relationship. And so... I took two years to myself, and then when I met my wife, she was the first time I was meeting anyone in, in a traditional sense of dating, like mm. like online, through an app. I've never known her before. Think we connect, it works, right? Mm. So my first experience with that. And um, I basically, you know, was pretty, wasn't one to jump into or dive into sex. I was very... Um, like chemistry, I was very sensitive to chemistry. And the first time that I was ever at her house was, I think, maybe our third date, mm -hmm. and um, I could barely get my arm around her. Like, 
like, because I was so nervous. <laughs> um, that's a fun story for another time. But when I finally asked her to be my girlfriend that night, we had sex. Um, and in that evening, um, we the previous time we had gotten together, there's lots of hot and heavy petting and and her straddling me and good times. But I wasn't ready to dive right into it because I wanted to call her mm-hmm. my girlfriend um, by the time we had sex. So, so that night we... We're definitely already pretty comfortable with um, with the making out part and the like, loving on each other part, um, and then there was one factor that I was not con- I had considered slightly, which was I had never been with anyone who had also been with other people. Mm. I had only been with virgins, and so it was a first time experience for me to be with someone who had been with multiple people before, and knew the woman's body and knew how to have sex uh, well, you know, Mm -hmm. and I wasn't teaching, right? And it was also the first time that I was with someone who also was a worshiper, as I like to say, (laughs) was not someone who was just, you know, a pillow princess and laying back and letting me do all the work. Um, And that's not to say that the people that I was with did that specifically, but it it is to say that like they needed to learn. I didn't have to teach anything to this amazing woman who I then snagged as my wife. (laughs) And one of the main reasons, and she and I will agree on this, is that the first time we had sex, I gave her the fastest orgasm she had ever received previously. And she had multiple, twice as many partners, (laughs) at least, (laughs) if not three times, as I'd had sexually. And I was, I had, you know, I just, I was an empath. And so is she. Mm. We're just very in tune to each other. And then, um, and then it was the first time I ever had multiple orgasms. I was 27, and I never had multiple orgasms before. Um, I thought that I was just like a guy that just got off once and was like, like needed some time, because I'd mostly um, didn't know how to have an orgasm internally. I mostly had mm. orgasm externally, mm. um, and and then all of a sudden this woman comes out of nowhere and. I'm like, what is happening? Second <laughs> orgasm, I'm like, oh my god, oh my god, okay. And then third orgasm, oh, like, what is, what on God's green earth? And I was in heaven. I mean, like, immediately, like, I already knew that this girl was amazing for so many other reasons. And then we were just incredibly in sync um, sexually, and I do not regret snagging that one for sure. Um, and so, yeah, that was. Uh, I look back on that first time experience because um, there were a couple of first times for both of us. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that was just beautiful. And it was something that did not stop. <laughs> 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 it continued to have beautiful, amazing sex, um, hitting all kinds of levels of first times. And um, yeah, so I guess that's my best. Mm. You know, and like you said, it's hard to like name a best. And especially yeah. when it's with the same person for me, you know, and you've had so many different, um, amazing sexual partners. There's all kinds of amazing different things. And I would say for me too, like my wife and I have continued to grow together. We've tried all kinds of different things. And I think that that's honestly the sign of a really healthy relationship is that, that we're six years in and we can go, Oh, we never tried that before. (laughs) That was fun. Let's do that again. I feel like I learned something today. That you can have sex with somebody that you want to see again. <laughs> I just 
whole new vistas of possibility opening before me. <laughs> oh my god. So okay, let's move on to what everyone is actually here for. Your worst time. Oh, the worst. Yes, the worst. I also unfortunately had a difficult time uh, figuring out which I thought was the worst. <laughs> but I feel like <laughs> I feel like this one takes the cake. Um, <clears throat> early in my explora- exploration of my queer sexuality, um, I uh, experienced bottoming for the first time. And I just loved it right away. Mm. Like it, it hurt like hell, and I loved it. <laughs> Gives you a little bit of insight into my psyche that might be uncomfortable for me later. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just sitting here like, yeah, no, that makes sense. That adds up. Speaking about doing things that make you uncomfortable later. So my first experience in bottoming was so good that I, I was really eager to repeat the experience. So I lined up another gentleman from the applications who was interested in uh, topping me. And we we get at it quickly, making out. And I, I turn over and present, as they talk about <laughs> in the animal kingdom. Um, <laughs> and he, he starts like dry humping me and like I I can get into like I get into like naked body contact like that's fun mm-hmm. um but it wasn't what she was here for and I <laughs> after he was doing that for a few minutes I was like I was thinking okay when are we gonna get to the main event mm-hmm. like foreplay is great put it inside me um and <laughs> after a while I finally told him um, you know, you can, you can, what I told him was, you can fuck me if you want to. What he said was, I have been. Oh, God. Um, no. there was a little bit of a small penis situation. <laughs> and the farthest he could get in, uh, I still couldn't feel it. Oh, no. It was like. You want to have somebody over and, like, you invite them into your kitchen. But instead, they just stand knocking at your front door. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, that's so tough. It was so awkward. I had to go from that, from um, pretending like I... Or I had to go from that, like, just having told him that I didn't know that he was trying to penetrate me to... Trying to encourage him, like, let's salvage this experience and let's let's get him to finish so, like, yeah, I can kick him out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. No bueno. Yeah, that's not good. <laughs> I'm sitting here and I'm trying to think, like, because I, I, like, I couldn't think of a worst experience. Um, but I have, like an interesting experience and mm-hmm. and I think it tells you why I'm with women <laughs> <laughs> which is um <laughs> there was one experience that I had with a guy that mm-hmm. was sexual and um I've never had intercourse with a dude 
Um, but that intercourse does not define sex. And I think that that's important to say, right? Like as yeah. queer individuals. Um, and so that's why we say sexual experience or sexy time, um, because everyone defines sex differently. Right. And, um, and so for me, I was over at, this was, um, before I'd met Erica, I think about a month before I met Erica. And, um, it was after like an 11 month, like dry spell of like not having any sexual experience with anyone, not having like trying to date, but not feeling connection to anyone and just being like, ugh, this just isn't working. And thinking Mm -hmm. honestly, I was broken. Like my previous person, my, my, my previous girlfriend had been, um, had broken me. Like Mm -hmm. I could not connect with someone and Mm -hmm. I'd only had sexual experience in a deeply emotional connecting kind of way. Right. So like I wasn't anywhere close to being able to subscribe to hookup culture. Um, sure. And so I'm over at a friend's house where there's a party going on. I honestly can't remember for what event. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a lot of people there that I don't know. And I end up connecting with this guy. Um, and we're, everyone else has gotten pretty drunk. It's later in the night. People have fallen asleep. And, um, and he and I are still just really connected and having conversation. Mm. Um, I find out that he's bisexual and like, we're just, we're, we're just connecting on all different levels. He's also married and has children. And, um, and so we we're continuing to connect. And, um, and at some point we, he's, he suggested, I think, or one of us suggested that we play a game. And I said, okay, um, what game would you like to play? And he was like, let's do like strip Jenga or something like that. Right? <laughs> and I was like, uh, okay. You know, and I'm like, I'm pretty good at Jenga. Like this isn't okay. <laughs> And I'm like not, I'm a curvy, voluptuous woman who is, um, at the time, I will give you a picture of what I was wearing. Don't get too hot and bothered, but I was <laughs> no wearing. No promises. <laughs> I was wearing, um, like a button down and like a bow tie. And I think I even had like a fedora on or something at the time. Um, and I was just, I was fully dappered up mm-hmm. and um, I was unaccustomed to reading chemistry signals from boys. Like mm-hmm. I've just forgotten at that point how to read chemistry signals from boys. And so he was obviously hitting on me. I had no idea. Um, and, and he, we're, we're playing strip Jenga and he's like, he's losing horribly. And so he's sitting there in his, in his briefs and like socks at one point. And I am still pretty fully dressed. Right. Hot. <laughs> and he says, Oh man, like, like I really hate that I'm losing so poorly. Cause I wish, you know, I wish, and, and like he said something along the lines of like, and he said it a couple of times, found a new way to say it, but he was basically saying like he wished that I was stripping. Mm-hmm. And it finally clicked for me. Is he hitting on me? Is this <laughs> happening? And we had already covered the fact that he was in a poly relationship and I was learning uh, at the time about poly because I had a friend who was poly. And so I had a pretty under, good, un, like a pretty base, basic, basic understanding of what poly meant. Uh-huh. And like... Um, so, so we were, you know, we were being playful and I had been, I was a little tipsy. I've never been really drunk. And so Mm -hmm. I had a decision to make because 
I finally realized, like, am I going to let this happen? Like, I'm super dry. I need some, like, I need some <laughs> attention here. Like, am I going to let this happen? And he was cute. He was super cute. And I think that was also, like, my self-esteem was not high enough to really, like, recognize that this super cute, blonde, blue-eyed boy was hitting on me, which was mm. definitely my boy type. Mm -hmm. And so I was just like, mm. um, And so I went with it. And one of us suggested that we continue what was already starting downstairs um in a room that had more comfy like you know like places to sit and uh -huh. um was away from the many passed out people all around the <laughs> the party and so went downstairs and i don't even think we kissed because it was so very clear that this was just like continuing exploring each other and sex being sexual. Mm -hmm. And um, I remember I let him touch me and feel me. And um, he like, I've, I've got pretty big boobs and he was enjoying that. And like, I let him undress me and then he wanted me. I remember he got like, he was starting to um, touch himself and he said like, will you, will you touch me? And I said, I said, well, it's been about seven years since I touched a penis, so um, <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to be any good at it, you know? And and I had had, you know, one other experience with an ex-boyfriend, and I just, I was like, I'll try. And I tried, and I was horrible at it. I was horrible oh. at it, completely, like, I was just, like, not, and I also didn't really want to. Like, I was like, sure. I'd rather watch you jack off, like, for yourself and enjoy watching you you know, uh -huh. and you can take part in me and that's fine. Um, but like, I'd rather just experience this. And it was interesting because like, it wasn't a horrible experience, but it wasn't something I ever wanted to repeat. Mm -hmm. And it was something that like, at the end of it, we kind of high-fived each other, had a good time, saw each other at weddings later and never <laughs> talked about it again. And like, we, like it was the kind of situation where I really realized like, that is the one time that I could maybe have a fuck buddy is like with some, with a guy because I had no uh -huh. emotional attachment. There wasn't the next day wondering if he was going to text me and like, and like <laughs> hoping it was like, no, like, please do not text me. Like, let's never talk about it again. And if we do, it's just going to be like, bro, that was, yeah, sweet. High fives. Cool. All right. Bye. <laughs> like, that's what it was. And it was great. No emotional connection. And I was just like, okay. All right. Nice. But what was good about it? was that it loosened me up, for lack of a better, better term, <laughs> a little bit and got me kind of out of that dry spell. And then I mm. met my wife a month later and I think it went smoother because I had some reacquainted, reacquainted myself with some confidence mm. um, that was necessary in physical experience with another human. So definitely didn't want to repeat it again, but was also useful in my life. So Nice. <laughs> <laughs> It's a good story. And and that's the other thing is, is I love stories, right? So it's hard for me to be like, this is the worst. I don't ever want to talk about it. Because I think like when something's the worst, sometimes I'm like, yeah, you got to hear about this horrendous thing that happened. Uh -huh. Like that was a great story. All right, babes. Be fierce. Keep the faith. And don't fuck it up. Our amazing music is written and produced by Evan Coles of Springwood Productions. Speaking of Springwood, I just want to thank them for recording, mixing, and producing our audio. Without them, this podcast wouldn't be happening. Springwood is made up of passionate creatives who are really easy to work with and professional, and they really know their stuff. 
So if you need anything like video or audio production, or they can really do anything to help your music or business. Like they got me Taco Bell one time, for God's sake. So go check them out at springwoodproductions.com.